All right. Good morning, everybody. Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm still trying to uh, get my energy back from the just unbelievably exhausting game last night. Probably one of the more entertaining games we will see all season long. Seattle versus Arizona. Wiz, how are you today? Yeah, I'm doing. Uh, I'm, I'm doing well. Uh, it's, uh, it started off uh, with a crazy game, <laughs> the, the the Giants and Eagles, uh, with a with a with a you know uh, team coming back, and uh, it ended. Uh, at least uh, the Sunday action ended with a similar game where team was trailing until the very very end in overtime. It was the only time they were leading in the entire game. Absolutely incredible. Yeah, just a wild game, wild plays within the game. I mean, DK Metcalf will be talking about that athletic feat for some time. And it was a Sunday just overall filled with some some fairly incredible moments, you know, to highlight performances from guys like Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert, uh, in particular rookie quarterbacks. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons finding yet another improbable way to lose a football game. And yeah, there were just some riveting and exciting games. It was a, it was a fun packed uh, Sunday of football. Unfortunately, some injuries again. Um, it looks like uh, Odell Beckham Jr. is gone for the year. And we'll talk about, you know, the, the, the potential outcome of that. Uh, yeah, so just a, just, a, just a wild, wild Sunday of football. We, we had some interesting picks in terms of, uh, you know, our winners and losers and some of our prop bet stuff. You know, we, we, we looked at a couple of dark horses, guy like Harrison Bryant. Hopefully you played him in DraftKings. I think he was 2,500 in DraftKings, actually. You know, so, so yeah, that's what we're here to do. Guru and Wiz uh, trying to help best we can. Um, you know, we're not going to get everything right, but we're going to get a lot of things right. And then uh, once again, we had some very good calls uh, for this past week. Yeah, I had two props only. Uh, you know, it was... Uh sure about the uh, Stafford one, even though it, it, it was a crazy game and the play coins were horrendous. I just went with the uh, double dip of Stafford and Galladay overs and uh, both of those uh, won. And uh, yeah, so I guess we'll uh, we'll talk about the fallout from uh, what took place yesterday and Thursday and tonight. Uh, we'll probably take care of that tomorrow. But I guess tonight, I guess we'll talk a little bit about the game um, itself and uh, who maybe we like uh in terms of point spread, DraftKings, player props, all of that. So uh, right now we got the uh, the Bears and, and, and Rams playing at uh, at the Rams. And uh, the Rams right now are a six-point favorite, 44.5. Let's start with that. Um, from a wagering standpoint on the game, is there something or a team or a total or anything that you like from a betting proposition this week. Yeah, the, the Bears have won pretty ugly. This is a big game for the NFC um, playoff race. Uh, Bears are sitting at 5-1. and one. The, the Rams are 4-2. and two. Uh, The Rams have gotten their wins basically against the NFC East. Uh, so this is, this is, this is certainly a, a big contest for them to kind of continue to be in that race in, in the NFC West, which is uh, shaping up to be the, and we thought so at the beginning of the year, shaping up to be the best conference, um, sorry, best division in the NFL. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just think the Rams are a little schizophrenic. They're, they're a weird team. They definitely play better at home. Their offense has been touch and go this year, as, as was the case a lot of last year. But I, for some reason, I, I think this is going to be the kind of game where the Rams actually show up and have a better game offensively. I know they're going against a pretty decent defense in, in the Chicago Bears, who have basically relegated a lot of passing attacks and, and muted those attacks quite a bit. 
But I, I just have a feeling the Rams are going to show up tonight on both sides of the ball. I, six is a lot of points to lay, but I actually like the Rams in this game and, and probably pretty big. I like the under and the Rams in this game. I think something like a you know, like a 27-13 type game I, I can see easily happening. I don't have a lot of faith in the offense still, even under Nick Foles of the Chicago Bears. And like I said, I think, I think the Rams come to play tonight. So I'm looking at both the under and the Rams in this ballgame. Interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't like anything really. Um, if this was a game that was on just a typical Sunday game amongst 15 other games, uh, 14 other games or whatever, I, I wouldn't even give this a, a second thought. But like every time there's a Sunday night game or a Monday night game and it's a, you know, the game is isolated, you, you know, you're looking at it. Uh, yeah, so I, I mean, I, I would tend to agree with you uh, as far as, you know, the game goes. I mean, I, I think similar to you, I, I wouldn't feel great about laying six points for the Rams. Can I see them winning this game comfortably and getting on top of them on uh, Aaron Donald <clears throat> wrecking the game? Uh, absolutely. But I, I'm still dubious uh, of the Rams, you know, with their wins coming against the teams from the NFC East, which over and over and over again proves to be that the division is just so poor that it's difficult to get a gauge on it. And uh, so, you know, like if someone said to me, you know, whatever, who you take in the game tonight, you got to pick it in a pool or something like that. Yeah, I guess I would lay six with the Rams, but I'm not by no means would I have any confidence in that. I have more confidence in some of the player props uh, in this game. So uh, would you say you're more confident tonight in the Rams covering the six or the under 44 and a half? In I, game I, I, I like the under in the game tonight. So I think even if, if even if I'm wrong on, on the Rams performance, I think this is kind of a, a slug it out type game. So I, I you know, I could see this game kind of being a 2017, 23-17 type of game as well. I get that. So I like both both teams have formidable defenses. I have more confidence in the under than in the point spread tonight. All righty. And for me, I'm going to move to player props and, and draft kings and talk about that where I have a little bit more confidence and a little bit more of an, an opinion on on some of these things. Uh, you know, I see that they do have an under and over on Robert Woods. He was listed, uh, as was Daryl Henderson as well, on like, uh, you know, they, they were like questionable, they weren't sure, and then they, they said they took them off the injury report, so it looks like Robert Woods and Henderson are a full go tonight. But I'm going to tell you, I, I think I, I have a strong view on one thing only is as much as I respect Allen Robinson, um, I think this under and over is, is way too high at 71 and a half. I'm liking under. He did nothing the last time these teams played. I think like three or four catches for 15 yards. And the matchup where you have a pocket passer who moves like Frankenstein, who doesn't, you know, get out of the pocket often or doesn't do it well. And then you have Aaron Donald, you know, who, who could really wreck your game right up the middle, combined with the fact that Jalen Ramsey is going to be waiting for Allen Robinson. And look, I'm not saying he's going to hold Allen Robinson to a donut, but 71 and a half means to me that for that game, for that to go over, he's going to have to catch five, six, seven passes in this game. And I don't see it. So 
Uh, I think for the Bears to do something today, the others, if you will, uh, Miller, Mooney, uh, Montgomery, Cordaro Patterson, Jimmy Graham, they're going to have to be key factors in this game for the Bears to move the ball and score points. So my prop play of the night is Allen Robinson under 71.5. Do you have any thoughts on that or any thoughts on any of the prop bets tonight? Yeah, I, I have some strong thoughts on the prop bets tonight. So definitely with you on the Allen Robinson under. And I think the beneficiary of that from the Chicago Bears, he's actually broached 30 yards receiving in each of the last three contests I think David Montgomery is the beneficiary of that. At last I looked, I think his yardage for over-under receiving tonight was 23 and a half. I think David Montgomery becomes the beneficiary of what happens. You know, the passes underneath, he's the beneficiary. I love the over, David Montgomery, and the under, Allen Robinson. In fact, I'm even thinking about parlaying that. And, and the other one I do like, is you mentioned Robert Woods coming in a little bit nicked up. I think Higby is probably also nicked up in this game. The Bears have played very well against opposing teams' receivers, but they are a little bit vulnerable to the stuff underneath because it's a little bit harder for the, to extend the field on the Bears. And I think Cooper Cup actually is the benefit of that tonight. And I'm going to go over on Cooper Cup this evening uh, versus under on kind of the other pass receivers from, from the Rams. So I like Cooper Cup over, and I like the under for Allen Robinson and the over for David Montgomery. The over for David Montgomery now. Are you going to go over rushing, over just receiving, over your total yards, or just in the passing game over 23 and a half receiving yards? Just in the passing game for David Montgomery. Yeah, that's that's interesting. I, I don't, I don't, uh, you know, I, I could I could see the point uh, you're making. I mean, I think the Bears are pretty good at, as a, at a holding opposing receivers down. So, you know, if you think it's going to be more of a Cooper Cup day, I could see that, you know, especially on, I mean, considering he had such a poor game, probably the worst game he had as a pro. I mean, dropping passes, dropped an easy touchdown pass. So I could see, you know, I could see that one. Um, You know, I I don't have a view on any of those things. You know, I'm just, I think the one that we're on together is the only one that, I feel really strong about a 71 and a half. I'm just, I'm just surprised at that total. That is, that is a high total. Uh, so in terms of DraftKings, I know you love playing the Monday, Thursday night two game thing. I love that as well. I'll also play the Monday night showdown. Do you have a player in this game? Uh, I guess we'll, we'll go try and do a short thing that people could rely on. That's going to be a little bit higher salary. Maybe a guy that's, not used too much um, that that could do something tonight. So who do you have one of those each for DraftKings tonight? Yeah, one of those each from each team, actually. I'm going to go with Cordaro Patterson, and I'm going to go with uh, Everett, uh, the tight end from the Rams. I think they'll be priced relatively low. Uh, I could see both of those players getting involved for the reasons I talked about. Higby a little bit banged up in this game. Everett is quite athletic, and, and, and maybe I could see him doing a little bit of damage also underneath and somehow getting Cordaro Patterson to pitch in uh, given his athletic ability to kind of make a difference on a Bears team that doesn't have a lot of weapons. Interesting. I, I'm going to go as far as uh, I'm going to go with a guy that just hasn't been seen. He hasn't been seen for, for, for weeks and weeks and weeks. I just have a feeling with Henderson as being banged up all week with the thigh injury and 
I know they got Malcolm Brown, but I just have a feeling that maybe Cam Akers got on the practice field more, got some more reps with the first team. And I just think he's a guy that's been completely forgotten about and actually could get in there and in this game situation, could do something. So I'm going to go with Cam Akers as my real sleeper guy, um, you know, to, to, to really get in there and do something tonight. And then I'm just going to sprinkle them in with the obvious guys for the showdown, you know, the quarterbacks and, and, um, and some of the Ram receivers and maybe Montgomery as well. So I'm going to put Cam Akers in there as my one guy that's been completely forgotten about. But I just have a feeling that with what's gone on with the Rams backfield this past week, that maybe he got some first team reps in, uh, the Rams are going to utilize him tonight. So that's all I got for tonight. Yeah, that, that's interesting. So, you know, it's funny that you mentioned Akers. So you know, we, we've talked about this backfield repeatedly about the cloudiness um, in regard to the situation, kind of a three-headed monster where Malcolm Brown has been involved. Remember, he was such a hot pickup early on in the season. And then Henderson, who I thought was completely misused uh, in the last game where he was running off you know, eight, nine yards at a time and only touched the ball 14 times in that game. So, but we didn't see Akers in the last game. You know, I kind of think about what happened yesterday where I think a lot of people in the fantasy world were in shock at what happened with the 49ers yesterday. So here's a game where there's no Mostert. Uh, We know Tevin Coleman's coming back from an injury. Uh, You had Wilson that's been rehabbing a bit, you know, so it was going to be some combination of most likely McKinnon and a guy that everybody was talking about was Jamal Hasty. And what happens, Michael Hasty? Michael Hasty. And what happens in the game yesterday is is Jeff Wilson go before unfortunately he got hurt, just ends up taking the reins in that backfield and goes berserk. Just an unbelievable setting. And I think in another situation we actually talked about this and it played out a bit. And I think that's a situation that owners are, we'll talk more about this when we do the review. But Zach Moss made a statement yesterday in that ball game. Uh, against the Jets, where Singletary again struggled. So I'm telling you right now, if you're a Devin Singletary owner and, and Zach Moss is available, you better get on your horse and pick up that player because I think there's going to be a change in the air up in Western New York State. But to your point, Wiz, you know, again, we kind of look at these situations where backfields, uh, you know, it's kind of a fluid situation. It's 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 game flow dictated. We know Akers is coming back from an injury. He's taking his time getting back. He's a rookie, but this could be the perfect scenario to kind of spring him on the Chicago Bears. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, I had Zach Moss down my list as the dark horse, uh, you know, with you as well as, uh, as as a guy who was probably ranked outside the top 30 to do something in that game. You know, he just hasn't been able to get his footing. He, he was his second game back off the layoff. That game I talked about how they just couldn't get the ball uh, against Kansas City. That Kansas City was using five, six minutes every time they had the ball. But I, I felt that they would have his clock possession a little bit more, even though the Jets made it a very, very competitive game. So, yeah, I, I would agree with that. I think some of these running back situations are are just a mess to try and figure out what's going on. And, uh, yeah, it would have been nice uh, for Shanahan maybe to tell people that we're going to give uh, McKinnon the, night, the day off for football and, uh, and where a lot of people felt pretty good about him. I mean, I felt Hasty was a better pick than McKinnon. But, uh, and Hasty, by the way, uh, for those uh, like myself that picked up Hasty, um, 
that could be a jackpot situation with uh, with Wilson getting hurt and him looking so good. I mean, he looks dynamic and fast out there. And I know Kevin Coleman maybe is a few weeks away and Mostert's a few weeks away, but you know, fantasy football is a week-to-week situation. And, you know, there's only 13 weeks of the regular season and each week counts. So if you, if you were picked up hasty, I would certainly hang on to that player and use him until one of those other guys come back and take the lion's share of the carries, which I think uh, will still be a few weeks away. So, um, yeah, the transparency of that stuff. And, yeah, I, I think a similar situation could be with Akers. I mean, a, a, a Wilson was completely off the sidelines and came on the field and did that. And uh, am I saying that's going to happen tonight with Akers? I don't know, but I just know that he probably got a lot more first-team reps with the injury to Henderson. So just from a DraftKings perspective, and even in a fantasy football perspective, if if he's out there in the way of wire or somebody has given up on him, I think uh, I think you haven't heard the last of Cam Akers this year. So we'll see uh, we'll see how that goes. And then uh, I guess we'll be back tomorrow with the recap of Week Seven and uh, talking about all the craziness that took place. Yeah, and there is really a lot to talk about. Uh, I, I have so much on my mind about what transpired yesterday and potential situations that are kind of. Moving forward, I, I'd say the most amazing thing to me, though, when you when you look at look, fantasy always has a way of kind of shocking you. And I think we've had a number of players who have kind of stepped up both at the running back and, and wide receiver position. Actually, I, I guess you could also add quarterback and and tight end to that. But we've had some un, you know, some pretty unreal surprises at the onset of, of the season. You know, we're we're almost through seven weeks. Some pretty remarkable things that have happened thus far, and there's a lot to talk about. You've got some teams that are in serious decline, you know, teams that we've been very used to, even teams that started off this season, you know, so incredibly well. And just look at what's going on with the Dallas Cowboys right now. You can only shake your head at what that means for owning the skill players. But we'll talk more about that tomorrow. There is a lot to cover. I have a lot on my mind, Wiz, so uh, I look forward to those two recap shows discussing both the uh, AFC and the NFC uh, tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, I'll just uh, one last thing, you know, before I guess we'll just uh, tease a little bit uh, today before we get into tomorrow is that after watching Buffalo and New England, I think Miami has a real chance of winning that AFC East. Uh, and I don't know what's going to take place with Tua. If he could get on that field and be dynamic, is I know he's going to be a good football player. I know he's going to be a good quarterback. It's just how quickly is that going to happen? But after watching those other teams play, there's no reason to believe that Miami cannot win the AFC East. Yeah, I agree. Much to the uh, happiness of uh, a couple of friends of ours, Eric Brown and uh, Scotty. They both will be very happy about that. Two big uh, Miami fans. So, yeah, I look forward to catching up with you and everything tomorrow. There's Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. Make sure you subscribe. Wiz, enjoy the game tonight, and I look forward to catching up on everything tomorrow. You got it. You have a good one.